0: Welcome to The Refresh from Insider, presented by WebEx by Cisco. I'm Dave Smith.
1: And I'm Rebecca Ibarra. It's Friday, June 17th, and we're bringing you real-time news, fresh like live radio, but on demand like podcasts.
0: Here's the latest.
1: A third U.S. citizen is confirmed missing in Ukraine, according to the State Department. The Washington Post identified 49-year-old Grady Karpassi, a U.S. Marine Corps veteran, who left for Ukraine in March to help fight against Russia's invasion. Two other American vets have also gone missing, according to family members who are worried that they might have been captured by Russian forces.
0: The bipartisan Senate group working on a modest gun reform package appears to be in a holding pattern. As they try to expand gun restrictions for domestic abusers, one sticking point is how to define the word boyfriend. Does one date count? More? The New York Times New York Times explains that current laws only apply to married and cohabiting couples or partners who have kids. Lawmakers are racing to get a deal done before the July 4th holiday.
1: SpaceX has reportedly fired employees who circulated an open letter criticizing Elon Musk's public behavior. That's according to The New York Times. The letter asked SpaceX leadership to address Musk's, quote, harmful Twitter behavior, saying it was a source of embarrassment. The Times reviewed an email in which the company's COO called the letter, quote, overreaching activism. It's unclear how many people were fired
0: wreckage from the santo cristo de burgos a spanish ship lost at sea in 1693 was just discovered off the oregon coast according to state officials tales of this shipwreck and the treasures it carried were passed down through native american tribes and national geographic says those stories were the source material for the 1980s classic spielberg film the goonies great film The hunt for this ship began in earnest in the 2000s, but culminated this week in a dramatic recovery mission involving multiple state agencies.
1: The Men's World Cup is coming to North America for the first time in over 30 years, and the city's hosting matches were announced this week. Dave, Toronto is on the list, as is my hometown of Mexico City. In the U.S., Houston, Miami, and nine other cities are hosting the games. It's the first World Cup shared by three nations. We're updating the news throughout the day, so keep checking in. Also, when you get a chance, go to your favorite podcast app and leave us a rating and review. Please, it helps people find the show. Coming up, we talk about tersepotide, a highly anticipated weight loss drug.
0: The Varsity Blues college admission scandal reached its 57th and final verdict yesterday, and it's the one and only acquittal. Amin Corey was found not guilty of bribing former Georgetown tennis coach Gordon Ernst with a bag of cash. The two were college friends, and Corey says he was just helping him out. All other Varsity Blues cases resulted either in guilty pleas or convictions at trial.
1: In the midst of the January 6 hearings, the Justice Department is once again calling for transcripts from the House Select Committee's interviews. The department says this lack of evidence sharing may jeopardize ongoing criminal investigations, including the September trial of five Proud Boys extremists. Chairman Benny Thomas says the panel will cooperate eventually, but not yet.
0: Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is doubling down on his decision to not order COVID vaccines for children under five. Uh, doctors can get it. Hospitals can get it. Uh, but there's not going to be any state programs uh, that are going to be trying to uh, you know, get COVID jabs to infants and toddlers and newborns. He spoke at a press conference in Miami on Thursday. Florida is the only state not to order the shots. The Biden administration says parents in Florida will find it harder to get kids vaccines, but won't say how long the delay will be.
1: 50 years ago today, five burglars were arrested while trying to bug the Democratic National Committee headquarters in the Watergate Hotel. Carl Bernstein is one of the reporters whose work helped reveal the Watergate cover-up. He reflected on the parallel scandals from the 1970s and January 6, 2021, telling CNN's New Day that a key difference is that the GOP once helped bring down Richard Nixon, while today it continues to support Donald Trump. What he's trying to do to the country has been embraced by the Republican Party, which, which is astonishing.
0: Drake dropped a brand new album last night. Honestly, never mind, it is his seventh studio record. Talk about low-key, a pair of Instagram posts shared last night gave fans a very brief heads up, and really it was the only promotion he needed. The music itself is house-heavy. August Brown from the LA Times describes it as quote, the first COVID-era dance album that actually sounds like catching a superflu at a warehouse party.
1: Obesity is billed as a global public health crisis with links to all sorts of other health outcomes, and it fuels a multi billion dollar weight loss industry full of diets and exercise programs. But what if there were a pharmaceutical option, a treatment that could help our bodies shed pounds by itself? Rachel Hosey is a senior health reporter here at Insider specializing in fitness and nutrition, and she's been reporting about a new drug called
2: tersepatide, which apparently can do just that. Tisepatite is an obesity drug that you inject once a week, made by Eli Lilly. And it works by targeting two hormones that are involved in maintaining healthy blood sugar levels and sending fullness signals to the brain. And in a large study, they found that people who took the highest dosage lost about 52 pounds in 72 weeks, Mm. which is 16 months. And the placebo group only lost five pounds during the same amount of time. And it's interesting because all of the participants in this study were instructed to reduce their calorie intake by 500 a day, which is generally what's encouraged as a way to lose weight at a sustainable pace around maybe one pound a week. So only losing five pounds on average in that 16-month period suggests that people struggle with adherence to that calorie deficit. Mm -hmm. But perhaps the ones taking Tizepatide found it easier in some capacity. You've written
1: about the tensions between weight loss, the healthy at any size movement, and the pushback, you know, in fat phobia. How do you imagine an effective weight loss drug will fit into what can already be such a toxic atmosphere?
2: Yeah, it's a really, really tricky debate because on one side you have people who are in a part of this healthier every size movement, who say weight loss should never be encouraged, and at the other hand you say actually being overweight is linked to a lot of health problems and we shouldn't just be thinking about aesthetics and toxic beauty standards and toxic diet culture. Mm-hmm. There is a health aspect to it. And that's not to say that people who are in larger bodies can't be healthier, stronger, fitter than someone who is actually uh, in a healthy weight range of BMI. But on the whole, there are links between being overweight and having these other health issues. So having that more medical perspective could actually reframe the way people think about weight and sort of take it back to health and get rid of all the other things people think about when it comes to weight.
1: And it makes it so much more about the body and not just your own personal will, right? People take drugs to deal with depression. They don't just decide to be happy. And the same can be said about weight loss.
2: Yeah, totally. And, you know, it's an unfair idea to say, oh, it's just calories in, calories out, and it's the same for everyone, because it's not. There's a lot of studies that show that people have different weight set points, different appetites, different hunger levels. Some people do find it a lot harder to lose weight. Some people gain weight a lot more easily. And although ultimately weight management comes down to managing your energy balance there are still a lot of confounding factors. So if some people can get help through a treatment like one of these drugs, that could be pretty groundbreaking. Mm -hmm. Rachel, I do
1: want to be conscious of our listeners who might be dealing with or have a history of eating disorders and might be triggered by hearing about, you know, a quote unquote miracle weight loss drug,
2: right? Yeah, this is kind of always an issue with writing about weight loss as well because you you want to try and frame everything in the context of what's right for one person is not right for another because while there are some people who need and would do well from advice around how to lose weight healthy and sustainably without cutting out any food groups without damaging their relationship with food there are other people for whom hearing about weight loss is not what they need to be healthy and they need to learn to mm-hmm. eat more and and, re- and think of food in that way. And, and it's really difficult in a world where on the one hand, you've got messages saying, do these things to lose weight. And on the other hand, you've got people shouting, don't lose weight. It's damaging your relationship with food and your body. But the fact of the matter is, is there's no one size fits all. There will be some people who to be healthier could do with losing weight. And there are some people who to be healthier should gain weight or eat a bit more or stop restricting their diet and over exercising. So it's really difficult.
1: Rachel Hosey is a senior health reporter here at Insider specializing in fitness and nutrition. Rachel, thanks so much for joining us.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: Make sure to follow the refresh from Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please leave a rating and review. It helps other people discover the show.
1: The Refresh from Insider is produced by Frank Alito, Grace Eliza Goodwin, and us, Rebecca Ibarra.
0: And Dave Smith. Carrie Donahue is our executive producer. Andy Bowers is head of audio at Insider. And we had extra help this week from Rob Gunther.
1: Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful weekend.